0: It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now.
1: And welcome to Decal Download, something brand new here in the uh, World Wide Web. What do we call this now? The Internet? World Wide Web.
0: I think World Wide Web was back at when it first started, like in the 70s, 2000s, 80s,
1: 90s. Yeah, I don't in know. The what 2000s. I've, it's just like everywhere now. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, the World Wide Web. On and you hear people say on the grid.
0: We don't even say www. I know. We just
1: say it. It's yeah. just here we are. It's
0: decal.ga.gov. Right. That's right. <laughs> right.
1: So in that world. <laughs> Here is something brand new for our family and our friends of DECAL. And we're calling it DECAL Download, a podcast for you to tune into on a regular basis and uh, find out what's going on inside the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. And uh, I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. And that's Amy Jacob. She is the Commissioner of the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. I guess our first question, Commissioner, is why a podcast?
0: Well, you know, we're always trying to think of new and different ways uh, to communicate with our staff. We're statewide. We have over 600 employees. Um, Many of them are field-based and not in our Capitol Hill offices every day. So we want to make sure that they know what's going on. You know, we do decidedly decal. We change that to quarterly. Of course, we do emails. We do decal TV. And we thought a podcast might be a new and interesting way just to share little snippets of exciting things that are going on at decal. And the good thing about it is you can listen to it in your car, especially if you're in the field and driving all over the state visiting programs, and you can do that hands-free since we have that hands-free law. Mm-hmm. I know I like to listen to podcasts, especially if I'm sitting in traffic, uh, so we thought, well, why not give it a try and see if this is something that um, our team members enjoy hearing from definitely not just me, but other folks uh, here at DECAL as well. And right. I think we'll also uh, ask for feedback on what else do you want to hear about. We try to come up with some ideas on um, what's new or what we think people might want to hear about that they don't hear about on a day daily basis. Um, But we'll also take some feedback on what do you want to hear about, and we'll try to put that together, too. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, executives often say, I have an open-door policy. And that's great if you're somewhere near their office, you know. But like you say, with 600 employees, many of them all over the state working out of home offices, an open door really doesn't mean anything uh, if you're not there. And so this is an opportunity uh to with technology open the door and invite folks in to talk about some different things right. so I'm, I'm looking forward to it i think it's gonna be i fun. think
0: it's gonna be it's gonna be casual unscripted we'll have a topic and we'll just hopefully have a good
1: conversation we're bringing folks in uh on a to begin with probably a weekly basis and then we'll sort of settle into a nice comfortable monthly schedule um but we would love to hear from people if you're listening And how did you find us anyway? No, I'm just kidding. Um, It's great to have you listening. And then if you can pass along suggestions for future guests, that would be uh, terrific. Let's go back to June of 2014. You're happy as you can be at the Office of Planning and Budget. And you got a call. Do you get a call? I got a call,
0: yeah. I got a call from the governor's office when I was actually on vacation. Oh, wow. um, At the beach, which is my favorite (laughs) place to be. Right. Um, Didn't take my phone to the beach, left it in the condo, but my phone... My personal phone, my work phone, and then my husband's phone began ringing, and I didn't know what in the world was happening. Something's <laughs> up, yeah. When
1: all um, but happens. they
0: were trying to track me down and ask me if I would be interested to come as interim commissioner at that point, um, and didn't give me a whole lot of time to think about it. <laughs> like, can you call me back in an hour? I was like, sure. Mm. Um, so I made that decision pretty quickly to to come as interim and step in uh, for. Commissioner Bobby Cagle, that they moved over to DFACS.
1: Right. Now, you had had some experience with DECAL because... I remember talk about it sort of fell under your purview yes. at OPB.
0: Yes. So I uh, was at OPB for 13 years in many different roles, um, but one of those was the education division director. So we were organized by policy area. And that meant all education agency budgets were under my purview. So that's kind of when I got to know uh, DECAL and the budget world of that. So, yeah, I knew a little bit about it, but definitely not uh, as much as I know now.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that DOE also? DOE,
0: University System, Technical College System, so early learning all the way through uh, higher ed.
1: That's a lot of content, a lot of information. Over
0: 50% of the budget.
1: Now, you and I have talked about this before, and I hope it's okay to bring this up here, but I think when you hear Office of Planning and Budget, we think maybe you're an accountant. Or something like that. But it's more like a project manager sort of role. How would you describe Um, it?
0: It's it's more of a budget role. So I would say accounting and budgeting are two different things. Mm -hmm. Um, But we work closely with the governor and the governor's policy staff to make sure that his budget priorities and his policy priorities align through the budget process. Okay. Um, So we work with every agency in the state with their budget, review their budget, and make recommendations to the governor every year um, as he gets ready to roll out his budget every January.
1: And some people say, well, I don't like numbers, I'm not a numbers person, but numbers uh, relate to actions and programs and things that are going on. So you probably had a pretty good idea.
0: Yeah, I had, you know, I had a good idea of uh, what went on in most agencies, but you don't really know until you're actually working in the agency. Right. I think you know a lot until you actually step in the door.
1: A lot of dynamics.
0: Absolutely, Within yeah. each there's agency. Just, there's just a lot uh, beneath all of those budgeted, budgeted programs that we see from the OPB that you just don't see unless you're doing it every day.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's 2014, and uh, then in January of 2015, you're sworn in as the full-time commissioner. Did you do that willingly?
0: <laughs> I did. I did do that willingly. So um, a secret that I don't know if I've told many people, but when I agreed to uh, come as the interim, I had no plans of staying at DECAL. Um, I had been at OPB for 13 years. That's what I knew. Um, I liked it, and I was The agreement was I was going to go back to OPV.
1: Wow. Yeah. This is breaking news, everybody. (laughs) Right here on the download just for you, you. Know, I
0: had two small children I didn't you know I, I it was just it's it was a big change to move from something that you'd known for 13 years to move to the head of a, of a state agency um, but once I was here for six months um, I just I just grew to love it in the work that we do um, my parents were child care providers so I um, I was unique in that way that I actually knew kind of how that worked and how child care worked and um, and things like that so I think that helped to bring a different perspective to the role um, but I, I really enjoyed it I mean not to say It was happy every day. It was definitely stressful, (laughs) uh, very, very stressful. but um, I'm glad I made that decision. I'm glad the governor asked me to stay, and I'm glad that um, that I was able to stay.
1: Okay, be honest with me for a second. When I came to work here, and I heard the title Department of Early Care and Learning, and they said we work with children, and it's birth to five, and all that. Did you have an idea like, oh, this could be easy?
0: Yeah, of course. I thought it was easy. It's little little kids. children. Yeah. I mean, what, how is it so hard? <laughs> little children are easy. I mean, Georgia's pre-K program is nationally recognized. Right. And we just got Running child like a childcare <laughs> providers all over the state. Nothing's going to go wrong here. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a big job, and um, when you look at everything else we do in addition to all that, there's so much embedded, even under Georgia Pre-K or under our licensing division. And uh, when I came here, quality rated was just beginning. So um, a lot of progress has definitely been made, but more than I ever knew. And I think people maybe underestimate us sometimes uh, as a state agency because you just don't know until you really dive in deep to see exactly what DECAL does.
1: So I meant to write this down, so I'm coming unprepared, but what is our total budget ballpark? Uh, it's a little
0: over $800 million, um, closer to $900 million with some additional federal dollars that we just received. So that's federal, state,
1: and lottery dollars. And most of that is either federal money or lottery dollars. There's a small amount of state tax dollars. Well,
0: involved. I mean, if you consider $65 million small, well, yeah. I, I mean, it just Relatively depends what speak. world you come from. What's a Rich? few million between
1: friends? <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, but. when you
0: compare it to the federal and the lottery, yes, it is a small proportion. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things in our personal lives, $65 million yeah. is a big investment from the state
1: right? as well. So you've got um, those streams involved. You've got uh, the the federal dollars. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Georgia lottery, obviously, the secret of the success, I think, of Georgia pre-K, largely, uh, in addition to the outstanding teachers and assistant teachers that we have, are those lottery dollars. What have been your biggest challenges as commissioner over the past uh, almost four years now?
0: I think when I first started, it was just a huge learning curve, obviously, um, because, again, you know, I knew a little bit about DECAL from the budget side, and I knew a little bit about the business side from um, my parents' experience for about 15 years, Um, but there was definitely a huge learning curve, and I took that opportunity to just talk to everyone and meet with everyone, not just, um, you know, the deputy commissioners and the chief communications officer, and, you know, all those in my executive cabinet. I I went, you know, another level down, just, just actually talk about what do we do in office? and compliance. What what does our HR division look like? Um, Things like that. So uh, there was definitely, that was the biggest challenge. It was definitely a big learning curve. Um, I would say going forward it is just continuing to move our agency forward because we do a lot of great work, but we don't want to stop there. We want to keep moving. We want to make the right decisions for the right reasons. Um, And we've got to just balance that with our financial obligation and our state obligation and our obligation with health and safety, but our obligation to our child care providers as well. So it's always a Balance, but what we want to do is keep moving forward so we'll continue to be a leader in the nation for early learning.
1: I know the history of the program sort of was rooted in this office of school readiness, and then they it sort of became a patchwork quilt of sorts. They brought in um, you know child care services from one agency and, and pre K from another. Do you find we have an identity crisis of some sort out there, or are people beginning to understand who decal?
0: is. I think people, you know, I think we created DECAL in 2004 under uh, Governor Sonny Perdue and we're thankful now. At that point, I was in the budget office and and knew he was doing it but didn't really see what the impact would be, but it's a huge impact for us to have everything early learning under Mm -hmm. one agency. We're really lucky that there are uh, two other states that have this type of structure. So I will say, yes, we are probably still known for Georgia Pre-K and for our uh, child care licensing and Mm -hmm. there's a lot in between there. And so um, we we got to continue to work to get that message out that we do a lot more than that as well.
1: Latest under the umbrella is CAPS, the Child Care and Parent Services Program. And that's a pretty major move coming over from DFACS first the administrative part of the program, now the eligibility part. How are we doing?
0: You know, I think things are going as well as they possibly can. That was a huge transition, and um, we tried to prepare ourselves uh, well in advance of that transition, but of course you, you know, you hit some bumps along the way, but um, we've overcome most of that, and we are turning the corner, as I like to say. Um, our staff are trained, our staff are hired. Um, we're Now we're looking at how do we continue to make enhancements to the program, because, mm-hmm. you know, it was administered under a different department for many, 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 many years, and it was out of our control. So it's going to take us a while to get a handle on exactly what all the decisions were through the history of the program and really make it fit into a uh, DECALS culture as, as a program.
1: And you're seeing a lot of great synergy between CAPS and programs like Quality Rated, like the Technical Colleges and Schools of Georgia. You're really sort of wanting to redefine it as an early education program.
0: Right, and that was the main reason for uh, for moving it under DECALs, because it is it is an early um, education program, part of the system that we are at DECAL, because it helps pay for child care um, for families as they work or go to school. But I also have charged uh, Elizabeth Casper, who is our Deputy Commissioner over CAPS, to make um, CAPS the number one subsidy program in the nation. Mm. And I think we do that by supporting families. And mm. we've never supported families directly here at DECAL. We always support Child care providers, which indirectly helps families. Um, But what we want to do is help families that are receiving CAPs with any other services that they may need. And eventually, let's help them become self sufficient and economically successful so they don't need us anymore.
1: Right. Yeah, that's definitely the goal. I didn't know the number one program in the country. There's a challenge. So we'll stay tuned. We'll give you updates (laughs) on that. I know recently, speaking of federal funds, we received $93 million in discretionary funds from the Child Care and Development Fund, or CCDF. Was that a surprise?
0: That was a huge surprise. Um, so, uh, CCDF is kind of the federal the federal dollars that we get, and with that come strings attached and requirements. Um, and in the last four years, Congress reauthorized that law with a lot of new requirements, which we were very supportive of, but with that came no additional money. Um, but in the last year, Congress actually appropriated several billion dollars to the entire fund, which meant Georgia got 93, a million dollars, which, no, I never expected we would get any additional dollars um, from Congress, so we're really excited about it. We just rolled out the spending plan for that, and it's all about um, helping to uh, move forward and, and achieving our vision of making sure that all children have access to quality early learning, so um, by supporting child care providers, families, and
1: the workforce. And if you're interested in that, and you'd like to see a breakdown, we've got the report posted on our website at decal.ga. Dot .gov along with a uh, webinar that you hosted Uh, kind of explaining the thinking behind it. You said um, it comes with strings attached. There's some definition around what you can do with this money.
0: Absolutely. It's all about um, increasing access to quality, maintaining health and safety, all the things that we already do, but it's really given us an opportunity uh, to increase our rates that we pay for caps, which our rates are low, um, and we admit that, but we've never really had the dollars to increase those rates without impacting the number of children served. So um, we're increasing the rates. We're increasing our quality rated bonus that we pay for those rates. Um, We're also increasing our quality rated subsidy grant slots and then um, some big initiatives for our workforce and expanding our inclusion services. So We're really excited about all that and to get to roll it out. And then one more exciting thing, we're going to pay for criminal records checks for two years. Mm. Um, Those are about $50 um, per person, Mm -hmm. and they have to uh, get those every five years. And so um, that was a barrier that was brought to us by the child care industry. That's a barrier. Can you help us with that? And we have the opportunity to do that, so we will.
1: You know, we get to interact with folks uh, through our social media. And I've actually had a few employees say, what a big help that's going to be because – starting out particularly if they're just out of college getting into a child care job that's a big uh, hit for a young person it's so. a big hit
0: and we always knew that and so we're really happy that they were able to do that that's with great this additional money
1: shift gears here just a minute georgia pre-k week coming up october 1st through the 5th you've been out in harris county and jackson county uh, sort of surprising our 2018-2019 pre-k teachers of the year. What does Pre-K Week mean to you?
0: Well, Pre-K Week is an opportunity for uh, state officials and even federal officials to go out and visit Georgia Pre-K classrooms. we, everybody knows about Georgia Pre-K because we're in our 26th year. We've had good results, but um, this is an opportunity for them to actually be in the classroom and see the students and the teachers mm-hmm. in action, and there's nothing like seeing it. So it's just a good opportunity for them to see where the investment that the state has made for over 25 years is going um, and interact with those students and their teachers. There's nothing like being there in person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've said, and uh, it happened way before I got here, so I'm complimenting those that came before. I think it's one of the best public relations, uh, government relations programs I've ever seen to get elected officials from the governor and first lady right on through the legislature down to local officials even. We've had fire departments to come and read, and I think it's a a great program. Uh, timed very well. We do it in October a couple months before the legislature comes back to talk about educational issues right so right. it works up pretty yeah, well yeah
0: absolutely and we even have members of Congress that participate
1: yeah, oh yeah, little different maybe not during the weeks uh, per se because of their schedule being a little right, different. Right. they come like a week later, but right. yeah, I've seen. That's a, it's a great opportunity for them to get out, and there's just nothing like you know. I guess a lot of times with these officials, we combine three classes, so it's over 60 little four-year-old faces looking at you, and there are no inhibitions at four. That's years right. Old. Have They'll you say noticed anything. that? Yeah. <laughs> and if you get started, like someone says their name i would made that mistake yes. once, saying their name back, now everybody wants you. Right. You, to you know.
0: have to be ready for that. If yeah. you're going to open it up for questions, you've got to right. be, you've gotta be yeah. ready for those
1: questions and how you're going to answer <laughs> and, uh, those questions. have got to be committed. <laughs> and that turning each page and showing the picture you know, and going around, and everybody wants to tell you a story about what's in the picture. That's right. You know,
0: absolutely. They're it's intrigued. It's a lot
1: of fun. Um, from an internal standpoint with our decal team, you've got regional employee meetings coming up in October.
0: We do. October is going to be a busy month. we've got um, in addition to Pre-K week, we have uh, six regional meetings and then two meetings for our Capitol Hill staff um, all over the state all through out the uh, month of October and I think maybe the first week in November. Um, so it's going to be a busy week, but um, a good time for everybody to get together.
1: And that's an opportunity also to talk a little bit about the the new six regions. Uh, We've never really aligned uh, all of our divisions in a regional structure you've got that going
0: right so so we're a statewide agency and when I looked at all of the different field-based staff especially they all had different regions and none of them aligned and so that made it really difficult for um, consultants that serve the same program but in different divisions at DECAL to actually know who who each other was Mm -hmm. and to coordinate and to talk about programs that there were problems or good things going on and so I think by by aligning the regions and everybody knows what region they belong to, that gives us an opportunity to uh, more efficiently work together and collaborate together as well. So we've had one round of regional meetings um, and this is our second round and the feedback's been pretty positive uh, that our staff uh, in the field have an opportunity to meet their colleagues that don't work in their specific division but work in their area of the state. Mm-hmm. And so um, they've really enjoyed it and we hope that these next round will be just as beneficial for them to build those relationships internally.
1: you hey, think about our work in any given child care program, you might cross paths with a lot of different folks. Absolutely.
0: In D- and how, you know, you need to know that maybe your CCS consultant was there the day before you, but now your inclusions consultant's going in and kind of get a general idea of what they may or may not be doing there. To help maybe ease the mind of the provider when decal's at the door two (laughs) days in a week.
1: Yeah, to the provider, it's like they're back. Right. And in fact, that's just another person representing another division. Absolutely. All right. Well, Commissioner, we decided when we uh, talked about doing podcasts that we would try something new called water cooler. You know, we know everybody likes to gather around the water cooler or the coffee maker, uh, the Keurig, whatever it happens to be, and talk about... Uh, things that are happening so we're going to go to the water cooler and get a question for Commissioner Amy Jacobs
0: now your questions from the water cooler this is Nate Smith with the IT support desk and my question for the Commissioner is what would she be doing as a career move instead of being a commissioner for decal Well, that's a good question, Nate. Uh, You know, I haven't thought about that too much because I really love what I do here at DECAL. I love being the commissioner um, at the Department of Early Care and Learning. Uh, I've been here for a little over four years and would love to continue to stay and support the mission and the vision and the work that we're doing. Um, There are many other state agencies that do great work, too, but I'm really passionate about what we do here at DECAL. But I will tell you that um, if I'm not the commissioner at DECAL, I'd like to stay uh, within state government because that's just kind of where my heart's always been. I'm a native Georgian and I feel like my commitment now is to the state of Georgia and how the entire state serves its entire citizenship. Thanks for tuning in to DECAL Downloads. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.